You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to this week's episode of Herd, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. Herd is hosted by me, Joe Hakeem, and I'm joined by Nick Britsky of Nick Drinks, Jason Leinert of the Detroit Optimist Society, and Vato of the Hungry Dudes. We are joined each episode by workers, leaders, and analysts of the hospitality industry. Please take a moment to subscribe to Herd on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like or dislike what you hear, write a review. We love hearing from our listeners. You can visit Herd at HerdPodcast.com, follow Herd on Twitter and Instagram at HerdPodcast, and like Herd Podcast on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and now here's this week's episode of Herd. Hello, friends, and welcome to Herd, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. Nick? What do you smell? Aquavit. Aquavit. Yeah. We got some um, us aquavit. Us. So I got uh, I got sent this from uh, one of the reps. Thank you so much for this. And it, what's interesting is I feel like this is a nice gateway aquavit. It is pretty mild. It's not um, super over your top with spices. So if you haven't had aquavit before, I feel like this is a good starter. So compare it to Norden. It's less spiced. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd say both Norden and Long Roads are... Um, Pretty full flavor. This one I feel like is uh, much more subtle with it. And where is this from? Wisconsin. One of those, you know, western Midwest states. Yeah. So Akavi is like having a true renaissance right now. Like it seems like yeah. it's being made a lot. Well, and what's funny is because we have two in the state, we seem to always be included in the roundups too when the uh, we, these different people write about them. So, um, you know, cheers to Robin and Kyle for, um, you know, really kicking butt with that stuff. Robin actually is working on like a, a video too. I don't know if you've seen his um, Facebook post, but he has like this like really cinematically lit video that he's like bending over a, a grain bin in. Oh, yeah. So that's oh. Robin Cleveland. That's yeah. the owner of Norton Aquavit, uh, who was a guest uh, last year. Uh, right around- everyone's been a guest last year. It's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for our current guest, and I'm going to read a little introduction. If you scroll scroll through our special guest Instagram accounts, you'll quickly notice a man who is obsessed with food and music, both of which are the focus of his new thrillist series, InstaChef. Cliff Skywalker, at Skywalker, that's at S-C-S-K-I-G-H-W-A-L-K-E-R, is a chef following his dream of selling Detroit-style pizza to anyone that follows his other Instagram account, at Cliff's Pizza. That's C-L-I-F-F-S-P-I-Z-Z-A, while simultaneously hosting a YouTube series about chefs that are using Instagram to sell their food. Cliff, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. This is a I this is a, a podcast. I don't listen to many podcasts, so I appreciate the the whole concept of this, what you guys talk about. Uh I also <laughs> That in, listening to the intro in studio, that's fire. <laughs> that's fire. Like, like I, I was listening to that intro and I just had like the 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 cheesy smile from ear to ear. I was like, oh, this sounds so cool. And then it was like hearing you guys talk about Aquavit. I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> like, I feel like a a, a toys a proverbial Toys R Us kid right now. Well, and we got to thank you because you gave us a great shout out on your Instagram page. Oh, like a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just uh, 
and I don't want to I don't want to reiterate too much or be redundant on this uh, platform, but I don't listen to many podcasts mm-hmm. and I don't like to do many podcasts as well. So I know for this year, and this was I I want to say this was before the show came out. I kind or around the time where the it was like the first episode maybe came out um, of of your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insta Chef. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted. There were like a few that I had in mind, mm-hmm. and this was one of them, just because I like the the aesthetic and I like how I like the angles that each of you bring to the table when it comes to talking about food. I think it's so dope. So See, now I'm a Toys R Us kid. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just listen. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to beat around the bush or lie to you. Like if if you weren't in this room and somebody asked me about podcasts I listen to, this would definitely be one of them. So. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. It's a blessing to be here. Thank you all so much. Thank wow. you. Wow. So let's talk for a second about the two articles that Mark Curlyanchek from the Detroit Free Press dropped today. Uh, one is uh, the Restaurant of the Year Classic um, or Classic Restaurant of the Year. It's like Coke Classic, However you want right? to say it. Yeah. That was a little weird to me. <laughs> um, Just doesn't roll off the tongue well. So this year was given to Burt's Warehouse mm-hmm. in Eastern Market. Mm-hmm. Well uh, very well-deserved. Yeah. Um, last year, of course, was given to Phoenicia. Also well-deserved. Um, I love that they're doing this, that he's doing this um, as a as kind of a... Um, a nod to the classics. Yeah, yeah, because it seems that these lists that come out every year are always focused on new restaurants, mm-hmm. which his other list um, kind of gives a, a, a look at um, how far Detroit has come, because... Mm-hmm. His top ten top ten best new restaurants didn't even start today. It was the top five honorable mentions that just missed the top ten list, which tells you there's fifteen restaurants worth worth mentioning. Right. Um, at a time where uh, I mean, that, that's really indicative. These are new though, right? These are all new restaurants. They yeah. tend to be. It's. I think it's just easier to get the attention, right? Well, uh, the list has top top ten best new restaurants. Okay, These five Metro Detroit spots just missed the list. So. Okay. Your five that missed are Rocco's Italian Deli. It's um that's in Midtown. Yes. Right? Yep. Cass. Yeah. Um I haven't been, but uh So so I go. So, so. Yeah. You go. Yeah. Um I heard they're doing great work. Um Delphine's Jamaican restaurant, that's in Warren. Um want to go to that. Culantro in Ferndale, where I was just telling I was there a couple weeks ago um and had an incredible sandwich, a pork sandwich that was one of the best I've had in a long time. Um but the first time I went there, it wasn't so great. But they've so improved. I'll go again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Adachi in Birmingham, which I haven't been awesome. to yet. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And then uh, finally, New Seoul Plaza, which is the new um, also awesome Korean concept uh, on Northwestern Highway. And I like the old concept too, though, because so I used to work like two blocks from that place, so I would go there all the time, and I would just like get like seven Korean people's worth of food for myself. And just pick out on it. And it was great. Now, the only complaint I have with the new setup is they don't do the barbecue during the day. So there's because there's like three, you know, um, individual entities in there. You can do the lunch restaurant, which still has, you know, great bibimbap and pickles and all that good thing. Actually, a pretty solid like um, uh, soju uh, selection, too. Then there's the bakery, which does some cool stuff. And then that that dessert that I always forget the name of. The like shaved ice dessert. Binsu? Yeah, something like that. And I haven't been to the barbecue place yet because it's not open during lunch and it's tougher for me to get out for dinner. So especially to a meat place with a vegetarian wife. Yeah. Yeah. The um so the the lunch place is called Gingy. Yep. Um and then uh 
the grill is called dieback. Yes. Yep. Um, the I bakery, bakery. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. It escapes me. Solid uh, cappuccino I got from them. But but it's you know three distinct concepts mm-hmm. in one place. Um, which the concept it was before was just a restaurant, a they, large restaurant, and it, they kind of dabbled in Japanese. So there was like a decent amount of sushi. Yep. There was a sushi side, and then kind of the Korean side. The sushi was fine. I mean, it's better than some places, but I'm glad that they fully focused on Korean. Yeah. I need to get out of the city more. Four of those five were not actually in Detroit, so right. I have to. I have to imagine most of the one. ten are going to be downtown. Yeah. Empire's going to be number know, one. Though. I don't know. I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope to see Empire on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet you it's not. <laughs> okay, Cliff. So I want to start with uh, with Insta Chef and kind of well lead up to Insta Chef. What were you doing before you approached to host Insta Chef? So. Um, I hate saying um, by the way, and I apologize if that's a We're going to cut them all out. Okay, cool. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So before InstaChef, it wasn't, I wasn't brought on to host. I more so pitched them the idea of this show. So, but to answer your question, before that, I had just left a job where I was a editor-in-chief slash content director for a multimedia website. And I kind of was trying to figure out the next move. I was, I didn't know where, I didn't know like what to dabble in. Like I had, I always loved food. I always could make food at a decent level, but I didn't know, I was kind of at a crossroads. Like, do I want to do this corporate thing? Do I want to, you know, do a retail position? Do I want to kind of figure out another job where it's remote, where I can work at home and still be able to, travel so there were a lot of questions and in the midst of all those questions i was researching a lot of this food stuff that then turns into insta chef um i hope i answered that question (laughs) no it was great okay i get i'm like i ramble sometimes and i try not to talk people's heads off because like i could tell when like a conversation is getting like real trash and i don't want to like i'm so I don't want to be that guy, so I'm trying to figure. So I hope, I hope yeah. if I ramble, I do apologize. That's the last. We'll thing. just cut you off. Okay, please do. <laughs> hey, if I'm talking heads off, please tell me I am. So okay, I'm already so, in a food coma. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah, have we talked about the pizza? Well, not, we kind of we'll talked get, about we'll it. We'll get there. We're, we are. I have scarfed down five pieces already, <laughs> and it's what like. All right, two? so let, let's let's jump in for a little bit for a second here, right? So Cliff, you brought some pizza with us. So yes, sir. with you to yeah. us, um, explain. Cliff's Pizza. Yeah, so it's basically Cliff's Pizza is me. Like this is like Insta Chef. Let me see how how can I explain this? Insta Chef is is like my like a firstborn, but then Cliff's Pizza is like the newborn. Like Insta Chef is is that is that kid who you know is completing senior year of high school. He's about to go to college. He's good. <laughs> But Cliff's Pizza is this this baby that needs a little more attention, needs a little bit more uh, uh, focus mm-hmm. and attention. And uh, you know, I have to pay attention to this a little bit more. But it's basically, it's 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 my newborn. It's um, you know, I am a fan of pizza. I love pizza. I hated paying for pizza. So how can I alleviate that? Start making it. So I started. Um, yeah, but it's so to answer your question, Cliff's Pizza, it's Detroit style pizza. 
it's going to be more things, but for now, it's strictly going to be focusing on um, on pizza. Why Why Detroit style? Because I love it. I think I think Detroit style. Now I don't want to I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And if like you feel different than me, that's cool. I respect your opinion. But I feel like Detroit style pizza hits so many nodes that it's like the best pizza for me. And if I'm biased, cool. I'm biased. But I I feel like. When it comes to textures, when it comes to flavors, when it comes to crunch, mm-hmm. when it comes to toppings, I think that if you look at all the types of pizzas around the world, Detroit kind of hits every mark, in my opinion. And like I started making Napoli style pizza, but the end game was Detroit style. And so there was a lot of trial and error, which, you know, if you like, you want we can talk, but if not, it doesn't matter. But there was a lot of trial and error to get to this point. And I am comfortable with the pizza that I'm making right now where I can be able to kind of present it to people and give people, you know, the, the option of buying it. So what, what's that interesting is no other style, you know, that 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 pan style pizza. Do you fight over a certain piece? So mm. we were all fighting over the corners and that's not something you get in a round pizza or a deep dish or a thin or anything like that. So to have like a hierarchy of like more delicious pizza in here, I think is unique. To that concept, yeah, and respect to, and when when I say that, respect to all types of pizza. Like I, I'm a fan of all types of pizza. You know, I I love, I love you know St. Louis style, and I love um I love Chicago. I I prefer the Chicago thin crust over the deep dish. Mm-hmm. I think the deep dish is not that dope, but thin crust <laughs> is super fire. Shout out to Vito and Nicks. I love according, according to Bill Belichick, Detroit was actually the one that shut down St. Louis earlier mm. in the year. Mm. Boom. <laughs> Sorry, that's a super bold joke. I like that, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's one of those it's one of those pizzas where, like, it's crispy, it's soft. When you know when it's done the right way, you get the crispiness <laughs> of it, you get the softness of it, and it's something about that brick cheese that you know you could do a mozzarella provolone combination, you could do a Havarti Gruyere combination. It's something about that brick cheese when 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 it hits a pizza, it's just so fire. And such a great flavor profile that I'm a fan of and I want to make and be able to sell to people. So one of the questions that you kind of glo- – that I had that you glossed over before is the, the crust itself. No, no, no. Like you uh, you said we could talk about it if we want. And I want to talk about how many iterations of the crust mm-hmm. did you go through before you're like, this is the final – this is this is the recipe. I finally, I finally done it. Man. How often were you, were you practicing every day? Were you just like, I was I was making. So, so are you talking about the Detroit style or just from the beginning of pizza? Just Detroit, Detroit style. style. Yep, yep. I practiced. I took like a two week block of time, and I was just focused on trying to get the dough right and the the flour combinations, and then you know what type of sugar to activate the yeast with. Do and uh. The, the temperatures in the water to activate the yeast. Not only that, but, you know, the kneading process. How much flour do you add during the kneading process? And then the the crumb. Like, so you have a pizza in front of you right now, and I keep staring at, like, the the bubbles in the dough. Mm-hmm. Like, how is, like, I keep, I keep looking at to see, like, how's my crumb? Because that's a real important thing for me. How's, like, is, is my crumb right? Because, you know, various Detroit-style pizzas that I've had, over over you know my years of living, I always was like paying attention to that crumb 
and you know how is it and you could tell certain places have a have a better crumb um certain places it's a little tougher so i there was there was definitely an attention to detail when it came to it it was just a matter of a lot of the trial and error so to answer your question there was a three block there was a two week block where i was like okay <clears throat> let me get the dough right and then from the doughs and then from getting the dough right then it was like okay let me get this sauce right and I was like, okay, I got the sauce down. Let me get a, a cheese combination right. And then once, and those, each of those, like the sauce and the dough, I mean, the sauce and the cheese, I did at the same time. That took about a week. And then from there, it was like, okay, can I make a, a Detroit-style cheese pizza the right way? Did that, kind of found found a way to get it right. And then it was like, okay, I feel comfortable about this. Now let's get loose. Let's start messing with these. Let's start messing with these toppings. Let's start messing with different flavors. Let's start messing with you know con the the, the combination of the pizza itself with condiments. And let's see what let's see what we can do. Another thing I appreciate with this is the the size is a little bit smaller and a little bit thinner, so you can eat more of them. I mean, you brought us four different varieties. Yeah, and I ate one of each, and I'm like, I don't feel full. Yeah, which so, is great. And so is that. And then the other part about it is like so the full aspect. I really, really tried to pay attention to the, and I know that you know for for bakers there's a there's a thing with dough where it's like hydration, the percentage hydration. I'm kind of working like I dabble in hydrate in like understanding the hydrations, but then I kind of just go by feel at the same time. But so back to what you were saying about the like not feeling full, I wanted to make sure that. Every step of the pizza that I make, I do by hand because I felt like if I make the pizza by hand, it burns clean. Like you don't feel that sinking feeling. And this is no shot to any Detroit style pizzas in the area. But certain pizzas, you eat them and you have that sinky feeling after. And you're like, oh, <laughs> and sometimes you're like that after maybe one and a half uh-huh. slices of said pizza. So I tried in in making the pizza. I wanted to make sure that I didn't. My pizza didn't have that feeling because and and I'm really I'm paying attention to the the feedback that you all are giving, because the moment I hear from somebody that my pizza has that feeling, I will stop making pizza and Mm. I will figure something else to make. Mm. Interesting. Well, because especially when you talk about like Chicago deep dish and you don't have to naysay anyone. But I mean, that is if you go to like the the real places, I mean, that is a that's a little bit of everything on there. Yeah. And it is probably 2,000 calories, and you're like, whoa. Like, granted, if it's 30 below, you're like, I'm going to put some weight on, and this is going to be lovely. Yeah. But for the most part, that's a lot of food to eat. It's a casserole. Yeah. It's, it's not, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, but that's fine. I mean, it's a pizza casserole. Exactly. And, and yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like Lou Malnati's. I, I, I do. But I prefer, have you been to Pequod's? In Chicago, man, listen that crust that they do on that Pequod's pizza, Pequod. and not to mention, so the 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 whole concept. I don't know what I don't know what the the correct term of it, but I just call it burning clean. Like when when food burns, when you don't have that feeling. I don't know what the the correct term of it is, but or, or it's you know I also call it is the itis too. But it's one of those things where like Pequod's is a, is it's a deep dish pizza, but. I feel like they make everything by hand a certain way so that it burns clean. And even though you still have that feeling of, damn, I just ate a lot of Pequod's, it kind of it, it settles and kind of goes away fairly quickly depending on the quantity of pizza you consume. But that's another pizza that I like that burns clean. That's probably one of the only 
deep dish pizzas other than uh, Giordano's in Chicago, but mm. certain locations. Like there's one, I believe, or is it? No, it's Lou's. The Lou's in uh, Naperville. I know that they do pretty much everything by hand. So I like their, I like that, that Lou's in Naperville. I like their pizza because uh, that, that concept of burning clean just bodes well with me. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, so you obviously did some research around here prior to starting this whole (laughs) well i mean i i wouldn't necessarily call it research well no you're right research but i mean been eating detroit style pizza my whole life i didn't know it was a style until like high school Mm -hmm. yep i thought everywhere had the jets i thought everywhere had the buddies you know (laughs) um but then once i found out it didn't and, and it was a style it was like okay when you order pizza from a place it's like okay is this detroit style like is this like I don't want I don't want pizza from Pizza Hut I want I want buddies or it's like I don't want you know I don't want uh I don't want hungry houses I want cloverleaf like something like that so yeah I think you're the, tr- that's true though I feel like the Detroit style moniker came up 15 years ago or so mm. like I feel like kind of before that it was just like yeah we're getting pizza like I don't feel like you went to Jets and said oh, I wanted a Detroit style pizza yeah no 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 I 100% agree and I think that like now more than ever. I think now I could argue, arguably say, my bad, I burped. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and you were asking for a cough button. I feel, I feel like we are not serving you properly here. I really tried to give the most silent burp I could possibly have in the midst of conversation. I apologize if it smells like beef jerky. I didn't eat any pepperoni or anything, so I know it doesn't. But um, the uh, ooh, what were we talking about? Oh, Detroit style pizza. Detroit style oh, pizza. research. Oh, the research. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, like now more than ever, I think it's I think it's the most popular it ever has in this moment. But I also think because of that, there are places that are profiting off it and not doing it well. Mm. Like some prepackaged Detroit style pizza that I've seen. I don't necessarily agree with that. I've, that I've seen uh, in my Instagram sponsors. Now that I've been making pizza and researching <laughs> pizza, I see that that pops up how, how much of a coincidence that is. Mm-hmm. But Stuff that in got Michigan put in there. Or yeah. outside of Michigan. Outside of Michigan. Yeah. Outside of Michigan. So And these are sponsors that got injected. You didn't put them in there. Hex no. This yeah, is, yeah. you know, me probably talking on the phone about Detroit pizza, Detroit style pizza, <laughs> and then 15 minutes later, oh, what do you know? This is a sponsor post on, on Instagram. But it's like But now going back to like now more than ever, I think it's the most popular. But with that being said, there's also a respect that needs to be paid to it. So in terms of you know, me making it, I try my best to pay homage to the originators of it and the ingredients that they use. And, you know, there's always um, you always want to push boundaries. You always want to take risks. But I also want to be true to the origin and the way that it uh, it was made in the past. Paying respect to the to the past while trying to push the envelope into the future. That's what I'm trying to do with with Cliff's Pizza. So, yeah. <laughs> So let's go back to Insta Chef for, for a sure. second here. So your first season, um, like looking at it from YouTube, you're getting over like 200,000 views per video. And then the, the list of guests. That, so you've had Timothy DeLaghetto, Leslie Grace, Kareem Jackson, Machine Gun Kelly, Big Sean, Joe Freshgood. So those are your six – you had six episodes, six six guests. Mm-hmm. It's a powerhouse list. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk about the overall vision for Insta Chef? And then also how these celebrities fit into that vision. So what I wanted to do is, and one of the reasons why I pitched this to Thrillist is because I like the way that 
when they cover a topic, they pay respects to it properly. A lot of a lot of other platforms, when they cover a topic, they kind of have a hipster angle on it that doesn't really, really pay respect to it properly. Like uh, one of the examples, I forgot the platform, but they tried to do a whole video on like New York's chopped cheese and they got completely roasted because they didn't really pay respect to it. They just kind of gave, oh, it's kind of like a hamburger. It's like, no, this is something that, you know, has been going been a part of this culture for years and you tarnished it and thus you get roasted. So the one of the things that I love that thrillers did is whenever they talked about a topic, whether it was, you know, them going out to the country or them going into hood, they've always kind of paid respect to it. And um Anthony Bourdain did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the because of that, they're the content that they create and produce, it's better. Uh, so that was one of the reasons why I came to them with it. But to go back to the the vision of it, I just wanted to tell a story of the American dream that gets overlooked sometimes. Um, and that is that answering the question? Sure. The vision, like, the, okay, yeah. So I kind of wanted to tell just uh like another point of view of the American dream. Like there are, I don't know, like growing up, there's always you know, oh. Like growing up here and then in Chicago, there's always, oh, so-and-so is selling plates out of crib or, you know, so-and-so there's the fish guy around the block. And those people, I felt like they didn't, when I was growing up, they didn't get enough respect Mm. and they didn't get enough love. And I always rocked with them heavy because no matter where you are, no matter what you were doing, you always knew that, hey, around the corner, there's a consistent meal and it's half decent. So why not? Why not? As you get older, that same person that does that, put them on a pedestal and showcase them. If you have the right, if you have an audience or anything, show them love. So now that when I when I knew I had something like like Insta Chef, I wanted to be able to show love to those people that do that and not only do that, but the angle of social media kind of takes it to another level. Where do the celebrities fit in? Um, so the celebrities, I mean, the celebrities are a draw to it. Uh, luckily I had to, luckily, uh, a lot of them, some of them I've, I worked with previously. So a lot, some of them are my friends. Like Sean is a friend of mine. Yeah. Like I've known Sean since high school and I've never asked him for anything like the whole 10 plus (laughs) years I've known him. And I'll never forget when I was in the pitching process of this show and shooting a sizzle reel for the show and then the sizzle reel turning into a pilot uh, i'll never forget it was is it okay to give i know that i, I want to kind of keep things evergreen but is it, is it okay in terms of the story giving giving like times and like well, yeah whatever okay cool want. yeah yeah so it was the night of the ncaa championship between michigan and was it villanova i, I think know. it was villanova Let's go with Villanova. Let's go with, yeah. yeah, let's go yeah. With Villanova. <laughs> so between Michigan and Villanova, I was out in Chicago with Big Sean, and he was doing something with Chance the Rapper, and I told Sean, I said, look, I'm kind of working on this food show. Uh, I hate asking you for anything. Thus, I've never asked you for anything. But if there's a chance that this happens, how would you want to? Like, I would love to have you involved in some, in some way. He was like, man, just give the date. He was like, just set the date. If I'm in the area, let's figure out where and then let's do it. 
So that was the case with uh, that was the case with Sean. That was the case with Joe Fresh Goods. Um, I had a previous relationship with Machine Gun Kelly, and he just so happened to be in New Orleans at the time we were trying to shoot. So I remember Thrillist kind of having a way where they were like, you know, it's Machine Gun Kelly. We don't know, you know, <laughs> how his energy is going to be. And I was like, look, I was like, I have a previous relationship with him. Like, we're cool. And they didn't really understand it until the time the call sheet came out. And uh, his manager was looking at the call sheet. He was like, the host for the show is Cliff Skywalker. <laughs> and the Thrillist people were like, yeah. And his manager was like, you know that that's the homie from like years ago. <laughs> and then you just I remember being hearing that conversation and through the phone, you could hear the burden of the Thrillist people like just. <sighs> OK, and that was, you know, it, we just so happened. I linked up with Kells and we just had good energy the whole show. And you really see it at the end of the show when we talk about uh Animaniacs, the countries of the world, and I start saying it word for word, and he's like, "How the hell do you know this?" Like so, but with that being said, there's also people I don't know. Like I didn't know, um, I didn't know Kareem Jackson, I didn't know Leslie Grace, but the the videos don't don't have any indication of that. Yeah, you, you seem like you've known these people for years, and as someone who's followed your Instagram account for a while, like you, you, your photos show up, you show up with some big names in your photos. So yeah, I figured, yeah. Oh, this guy has a relationship. Like Cliff has a relationship with all these people. Yeah. So what's not, sh- not true. Uh, well, yeah. Some, some Just, of them is not true yeah. for, for a lot of them. It is. But what I tried to do, especially with Leslie Grace and Kareem Jackson is I wanted to get them out of interview mode. Interview mode is a mode I've worked in music, in music before interview mode is a mode I've, can we cuss? Mm-hmm. Interview mode is something I fucking hate. I hate, especially in music, I hate it, but it's in sports even more. Because athletes, when they get in interview mode, they, they just are in cruise control and they just say the same thing over and over again. So, especially in the Houston episode, Kareem Jackson started off in interview mode. And then once the food started getting and we started eating and we really started talking. I was able to take all that whole mode and get that shit the fuck out of here. And so we can actually talk because I want to really, instead of having an interview with a person, I want to talk to you. Like I want to be able to have a conversation with you. And I think great conversationalists are able to strip down those, those walls that people have and they're able to just be, um, just, just be transparent and authentic and as authentic as you possibly can. And I feel like that's super important when it comes to, uh, when it comes to being able to eat food with somebody, being able to share your thoughts on the food, being able to tell them what you think, you know, you have to kind of strip those walls down and be able to try to pull out that person's true, like being or true form or however you want to call it. So that was that was a tough job for for certain certain episodes, but uh, we were able to make it happen. And then Timothy DeLaGhetto, that's that's you know, he's a person, he's a YouTube person now. He grew up in the YouTube world. So he was, he was, he was super, he knew what time it was yeah. and he knew, he knew, Hey, this is time to talk this, talk this food stuff and just get it popping. So, but yeah, I think the authenticity point is important, especially when you're talking to chefs that are cooking out of their homes in a lot of cases. So like there's, it could be argued, you know, authenticity is a tough subject in, in the food world, but like there's nothing more authentic than home cooking. Yo, there's nothing I almost I really wanted to repeat what you said because it's so important. Like when 
I so so my point of view in cooking, my point of view in when I'm eating other people's food is I'm eating. Uh, this is gonna sound weird. Uh, I'm eating like somebody is giving me a portion of their life. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And yeah. somebody is giving me, you know, their thoughts, their emotions, their feelings, and they're putting it into food. And you can almost tell sometimes. You know, did somebody have a bad day? Or I was, was going to say, somebody... or the lack thereof in my case, yeah. if I cook. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell, oh, you were angry making this. This yeah. is spicy yeah. as hell. But, I, you know, I always looked at food, and some people may, it, it may seem it may seem a little, a little weird to some people, but I always looked at it as I'm taking something from somebody, and... You know, it's somebody's life that they're putting into this into this food. No matter if it's you know real food or vegetarian food, it's still a portion of somebody's life. That I like how you call it real or vegetarian. <laughs> well, no, I didn't because I didn't. I didn't when, it, when it came when it came when because you did that plant based episode and that that looked really fantastic listen, with, with with Machine Gun Kelly right with New Orleans. Listen, yeah, it was New <laughs> yeah, Orleans. Yeah. That guy is it's it's going to be very interesting post show and you know now that he has now that you know there were there's a, another pla- a big platform putting eyes on his food what's going to happen with him next because mm. he is man he's one of those people where it's like yo he can really take plant-based food to another level give him a shout out what was his instagram handle you remember king of kings plant-based cuisine <laughs> it's a mouthful <laughs> yeah he's got he's got a Shorten the shorten the Instagram <laughs> name up a little bit. It's King David, I'm talking to you, man. But look, he made, and I'm mad. I was a little disappointed that it didn't show, like it didn't look as good as it tasted on camera. But it was that uh, vegan jerk burger. That was one of the best mm. things I ate the whole season, mm. and it was all plant based. The and and the thing about him is everything that he made was from scratch. Like that burger was not beyond burger. It wasn't the impossible burger. He figured out an oat and wheat derivative to put it together. And he made it taste just like meat himself. And then the combination of the sauce and then putting plantains on a, on a burger was just messing me up. And the flavor, the flavor profiles that he, um, that he got out of what he was making. was just, it was just amazing. And the one thing that I wish I did better that first season when it would, was explaining what I was eating. I did a terrible job of that. It's an incredibly difficult thing to do. Yeah. So, so one thing in 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 terms of like that, it's it's very difficult to do. But whether you love him or hate him, there's three guys that I think do it great. That was that was the late Bourdain, rest in peace, Andrew Zimmern, mm-hmm. and then whether you love him or hate him, Guy Fieri. Yeah. He's he's he, he was one of the guys that could almost put you in the the room with him eating the food and you can almost taste it. Yep. And I did it one time really, really well in Miami. And then all the rest of the show, I was just like, oh, chef, this is bomb. Oh, <laughs> chef, this is crazy. And I could see the, I, I remember I could see the comments of people like saying, and I'm not, I'm never a comment reader, but Thrillist kind of was like, yo, go in the comments. And, you know, so, <laughs> Why you would know, they so, tell you that? No, no, no. Because <laughs> No, they told me that because a lot of people were really, really rocking with the oh, show. Okay. All right, and good. a lot of people really messed with, um, really messed with the whole angle of the show and things that I was saying and how I was setting up having the special guests talk. And I was trying to make it as natural as possible, so people were really messing with that. So in tune, they were like, you know, 
uh, the head of video was like, hey, you know, people are really rocking with this. Like, interact with them. Like, say thank you and things. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So in the midst of that, somebody was like, why does he always just say the foot? Like, I want to hear what it is. And I wrote back. I was like, you're 100% right. I did a terrible job at that. So if there's ever a future, if there's ever more of this show, like, I will try my best to be better. Well, it's like, try it. So, like, people listening out there, take a bite of food and try to explain it. It is so flipping hard. And then when you add a camera in your face, I'm thinking back to the show that we did for, like, two episodes, that it's hard to do. Well, I mean, we're just talking about the pizza. The pizza's great, but I'm not going to yeah, right explain that. Right they're the, great. You just, yeah. like, big deal. But, but yeah. like, you know, like, anyone listening, like, Check out Cliff's Pizza mm-hmm. at Cliff's Pizza. Like, order a pizza from Cliff and, and try it yourself. Like, I can't, you know, aside from the fact that it wasn't, you know, you apologize for not being hot and all these types of things. It's like, it's still delicious. Thank you. But, like, I'm not going to tell you, like, the, the intricacies of what I'm tasting because it's going to be vastly different from me and someone else. And I, even Pete Wells from the New York Times has said, like, he never describes exactly what the food tastes like because everyone's sense of taste is different. Yeah, I rock, I rock, I rock with his... um his approach to food when he when he when he writes about it. I think that so with with what you just said, I agree. However, from a viewer standpoint, yeah. I feel like they want to hear it because some and this is no knock to anybody to any type of viewer, but viewers don't get a chance to experience these things mm-hmm. and they may never get a chance to experience sure. these things. So when they have a constructive critique like that, it's like, oh, because you may never get to try this. So let me say and present the right words so that even if you're never going to be in this place i can present it so that you feel like you're right there you could feel like you just had the same bite i had uh, th- that moment in in the to talk about this burger a little bit more um where where machine gun kelly like cuts it in half and he has this like really excited moment of like oh shit there's something else in here and he reveals like the plantains it's like whoa man like i i you, you share that excitement yeah man. yeah and um I think that's great that you're able to like that he was able to or you're able to break down the wall of like him being a celebrity. And Hell yeah! <laughs> well, Hell everyone yeah. eats, right? I mean, it's just exactly. Like, so, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's the that's the beautiful thing about having celebrities on a food show. And I say it on the show a lot, but food is one of the the greatest universal languages when it comes to taking somebody's guard down. You know, uh, with music. It's hard to take somebody's guard down, especially if it's music you want to dance to, because somebody people are very subconscious when it. I mean, people are very self conscious when it comes to their dance skills. Um, another universal language is uh is a uh, fashion. You know, some people, you know, they may like that clothes. They may like the clothes that you see, but they don't feel comfortable wearing them. Food is one of those things where it's like, look, you know when something's good. And you know when something's good, if the person next to you is having the same thing you had and they think it's good and you look at each other, you're like, oh, this is good. Boom. That's a connection you had. Yep. So with that connection, I try to expound upon it. So what made that good to you? And then I, and then I want I want to hear what you mm-hmm. like. I genuinely want to hear what you feel about the dish. And that was one thing before we started shooting. The showrunner, uh, Keith, said. You know, and I remember, I remember it was, this was, it, it was, it was a super simple thing that he said, but it was so profound at the same time. It was be confident in your curiosity. And so I tried to take that with me with every show. Like I always 
regardless of where we were, because we were in some hairy places sometimes. And it's no matter where we were, no matter what we were doing, I tried to be confident in my curiosity and know that if I don't know anything about it, I'm not just going to I'm not going to act like I do. Like, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to. Re- All right. I don't know anything about this. Put me on. Teach me. Let me know what the deal is so that I can gain some type of knowledge and have a great meal at mm-hmm. the same time. So, And then you're connecting with the get or the audience because for the mo- you're assuming they don't know a lot of the stuff, too. Hell yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's a huge point of connection is that that ability to recognize that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And to go back to Bourdain and Zimmern, like that's what they did. Great. Like yeah. th- that's that's true reverence. Right. To a subject, 100%. to 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 any anybody that you're talking to. Um, so, OK, so one of the questions that continually pops up in my head and, and I answer to the best of your knowledge, what is the legality of people cooking out of their homes? For sure. So for sale, th- for sale. Yeah. yeah. To sell to the public. Yeah. 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 So there are. I can. One thing I can do is speak specifically to Michigan uh-huh. and. Uh, Michigan has a set of uh, laws called cottage rules, which, you know, obviously you have to be working in a clean environment. And there are there are like subsets of the rules that determine what is a clean environment to the rules. With that being said, uh, cottage rules also state that you can sell food out of your home up to a certain amount of money. Uh, I think it's twenty five thousand dollars. OK, but um, per year. yeah, for, for the yep. state of Michigan. And so. Because of that, we are able to in in one part we're able to shoot in somebody's home, somebody that's cooking in in their home, making some of the, the best jerk wings I've ever had. Now, with that being said, outside of Michigan, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. And but we also put that onus on the chefs that are making mm-hmm. the food, which is why and not only do we do that, but we also respect the chefs that are cooking out of their home. Because, so, look, if they're cooking out of their home, they might move. We're not going to give out their location. We're not going to give out their location. We don't want to put them on the spot. Like, we want to use this platform in a positive way. Right. And in no way do we want to turn anything that they're doing positive into a negative. Like, I approach the show with as much positivity as lo- and love as I can possibly just because – like, I fucking love food. Yeah. Like, I'm body by food. So it's like, I want to make sure that if people are willing to let me into their homes and showcase food in a proper light, I want to pay them that respect as well. So, you know, because of that, we don't really show, we don't show certain people's locations. But if you want their food, we do include their Instagram. We do include mm. their Twitter handles. Mm. Like, contact them. Contact them and see what they make, and I and I guarantee you won't be disappointed. So it's definitely promotional in that respect. Hell yeah! And so you haven't seen yet the curse of the YouTube that we've talked about, the curse of the Instagram before, the stories of the places that get highlighted and then people flock to them, and it so changes. I think the cool thing about this 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 kind of turns that on its head. These are the the. the these Instagram accounts that you're highlighting are the people producing the food. Yeah. So there's no one. There's no one outside of like, like an influencer, quote unquote, to, to to be like, oh, go to go to um, this guy's Instagram account and buy his food. The, mm-hmm. the, this this guy. These people are chefs that are highlighting their food in the best possible way that mm-hmm. they can. So for someone like uh, 
you know, like the plant-based guy from uh, New Orleans. I can't remember the Instagram handle. Super <laughs> long Instagram handle. <laughs> King of Kings plant-based cuisines. Yeah. What's oh, up, King David? Or um, the the uh, cupcake uh, – what was the cupcake lady's name from Detroit? Oh, uh, Cheesecake. The cheesecake. Cheesecake. Uh, sorry. Creative Cheese – another long <laughs> another long Instagram name. But Creative Cheesecake Co. Or Creative Cheesecake Collection. Collection. Yeah. So, I mean, there's 100,000 followers there. They don't need it. Damn it, Instagram influencer to tell tell you to hell they, they, no, especially they, they, not her. No, and, and so like the, you know, the, the, this becomes a matter of like just self promotion. I think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but these guys like they don't need additional help yet. And what w- one thing I I can see come out of all this is like if you look at someone with a hundred thousand plus Instagram followers and you're an investor, that's a pretty solid investment right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, oh, do you want a brick and mortar? Do you want to do you want to do something like? You know, more legitimate than you're already doing because their business is legitimate. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for sure. Especially her. Like she's she's taking the steps and parameters so that you know she's not working in the in the realm of, co- of cottage rules at all. Like, yes, yeah, she's making the food in her home, but she has a whole setup in in a plaza location where she sells everything. And she's one of the people I wanted to highlight because she's taking she's taking things to another level when it comes to like. Yeah, I'm not cooking out of my home. I was cooking out of my home, but now I have a location that does numbers and I'm selling it from a location so you can go there and get it. And I think I wanted to highlight that because I wanted to just show people like you can do if you want to do this food thing, you can do it. It's a great accomplishment. Yeah, but you can do it. And then you can also see where it can take you. Like we highlighted in L.A., we highlighted a food truck in Philly. We highlighted a food truck. And then also in Philly. We highlighted uh, Chef Earn from Soul Fed Philly, who basically was cooking out of his home, but had such a following that he had to have a brick and mortar location. Like he had no choice at a certain point. So it's all about I kind of want to always stress progression and then kind of stress to not be afraid to take risks. A lot of people are afraid to take that step and jump off that ledge and kind of see where things go. And I kind of want people to stop being afraid. I feel like that, that apprehension, that being scared fucks up a lot of people's money Mm -hmm. and stops people from, stops people from, uh, reaching whatever their potential may be. So I wanted to make sure to be able to show people that when you're not scared, look what happens. How, how do you pick the people to highlight? Um, so I, so from the beginning, I just started making the list. I started making the list. I basically, I changed the algorithms of my Instagram explore page so that whenever I refreshed it, it would be new, Hmm. new chefs that, that are all in this, in this realm. Like it wouldn't be models and booty pics and it wouldn't be, (laughs) uh, landscapes of, you know, uh, girls in Tullam. Cancun. Nothing know, against or, that stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. There's nothing. There's nothing <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate a great picture. I appreciate a good, I appreciate a good looking woman from time to time. But I don't want that to interfere with my food thing. Especially, I don't want it. I don't want that to interfere with my research either. So, I basically changed up my Instagram algorithms to make it so that whenever I did it, um, new new uh, new spots or new people that were cooking out of their cribs or in that level, it would pop up. So every time they popped up, I would just write them down. I would just write them down so that when I presented it to Thrillist, I had a whole list. So to answer your question, I had a list already of 
of chefs that I wanted to feature. So then it was like, okay, what fits? So I basically gave them that list. And then in talking with Thrillist, they kind of narrowed the list down to chefs that kind of fit with the whole, the Thrillist, uh, fit with the, the Thrillist model. Okay. And so from there, we were able to talk and communicate and figure out what chefs we wanted to uh, highlight and then pursue. So once the pursuit started happening, were there chefs that backed out? Like we're like, no, hell yeah, yeah, yo, there were because because a lot of time because so, and I was looking at the chefs' point of view when they would back out, and it's like, yo, I understand, like this is somebody who's coming out of nowhere, and it's like, what you want to bring cameras into what? And from a chef's perspective, who may not understand what I was trying to do, it's like, oh, you're bringing cameras in to fuck up my money? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I'm not doing that. So there were a lot of chefs that I wanted to cover that said no. And I was hurt. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? It just wasn't in the plans. And I know that them backing out leaves the opportunity for another chef that I could feed, that I could feature, another chef that I could put on this platform. So to answer your question, yes, people, people were not rocking with it. But then once it came out, those same chefs that said no, some of them contacted me and they were like, yo, this episode is fire. Maybe we can do that. Maybe we can do this in another way. And it's like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, it'll work. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed we didn't feature you, but, uh, you know, there's still that love mm-hmm. and I still want to like go and eat their food. So, so and what about the kind of the, the bump in business some of these places might receive? Like, after someone sees Big Sean eating, you know, someone online sees, Big Sean eating their food. Big Sean has millions of followers, millions. He's you know one of the most popular artists in the world, right? Um, are, are these business? Like, how do you prepare a business owner to say like this could really explode your business? Yeah, I mean, I so I call that the and like I I can't talk about this without showing them love, but like I call that the the diners, drive-ins, and dive influence. Like you've seen. What happens to restaurants after they're featured on on uh, Guy Fieri's show? And like, when he comes in, he talks to them, and he says, "Listen, you're going to explode. Be ready for it." Yeah, um, I haven't been that season to have that conversation because this was the first season, and I haven't seen it yet. However, you know, going back to Chef Sherelle over at uh, Creative Cheesecake Collection, she did a tour. Like she recently wrote something where she did a tour, and like sold out of everything post show hmm. and a lot of the audience was from people who watched that last show of insta chef so i'm seeing it on like little levels from certain people but i'm not it's not really a situation where and i'm not seasoned enough to to tell these people to prepare because i didn't know the impact that it was going to have and i didn't realize that was one thing i, I did not I was not expecting like the the Big Sean episode is about to hit a million views, and that that messed me up. I wasn't like it's I think it's at like nine hundred sixty six thousand. I that threw me off. I wasn't expecting that. Like, were there goals all. set for you? I'm sure that Thrillist had goals. I didn't know what they were. But, was, so they didn't tell. They didn't tell you. I, I don't know. Okay. Like, yeah. Let me let me act like I because I, I really <laughs> don't know. Yeah. But I is I you know I assume mm-hmm. that they definitely yeah. have marks that they want to hit. But all I know is look, this show is my this show is like like my kid. So I'm gonna promote it like it's mine. Even though it's on a thrillist platform, like this is still like my baby. So I'm just gonna promote it like I would promote any anything I would do. So 
with that being said, it was able to gain traction and people were accepting it in a positive way. So I just, I was like, yeah. Now, one thing that I noticed with the shows is that when certain shows drop, then it's somebody watches it and they're like, oh, this is interesting. Let me watch another episode. Mm -hmm. And so that happened with the Machine Gun Kelly episode. And then it happened a lot with the Sean episode. And that was another thing. I just, I just wasn't, I'm, I'm, I wasn't ex- like, and I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but I genuinely was not expecting certain things. Like I just wanted it to be out. I didn't really care what it did. I just wanted it to be out. And then people really started liking it. So that was like, that was super exciting to me. Like I didn't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I wasn't expecting people to, to, really really rock with it like they do it's the same thing happening with your pizza right now because you seem to be surprised at that too yeah I'm right? st- man when i so I, when i go on my instagram story and say hey i'm selling pizza if you're interested hit me up and then i sell out in an hour for uh for cooking it for the next day yep. but i i sell all my pans or all the doughs that i've already mm-hmm. made that's messing me up, man. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm really, cause I'm going into everything with not, not, not low expectations, but just no expectations. And I'm just kind of going into it just kind of with an open mind and whatever happens, happens. But in the same time, whatever happens, happens, I can adapt and roll with anything. But um, no, it's, bro, the pizza thing is really messing me up because people are really like, but then again, now it's like, okay, now that I know that it's sold out, I have to make sure I'm giving people the best pizza that mm-hmm. I could possibly make. Sidebar, I apologize for spitting all over this mic, man. <laughs> as I'm talking, <laughs> as I'm talking, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing the trajectory, and I'm like, shit, I am so sorry. But I'm trying, I'm trying to like get points across. And it's like I'm talking to you, you got, and all you of a sudden it. it's like <laughs> and I'm like, oh. I know you see it. No, I was looking at my phone. Uh, so, so, yeah, I apologize in advance for the, for the spin. I get really excited sometimes when I'm talking about food. So. Yeah, I mean, you should. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pizza something to be excited about. Yeah, and, and so I want to talk about, like, so there are other people locally that I've noticed. So one of them is also making pizza, Papa Joe the Buffalo, Yo, uh, out in Ypsilanti. Let me tell jo- you Joe Mano is doing some, some real shit. Like, his... His science. You so, want to talk someone who, who's like, and not to say you're you're not like incredibly passionate no, about this. Show him, holy love. shit, yo, he he's making, and I want to make sure I articulate this correctly because I want to make sure I give him the glory, and I want to make sure I say things correctly so that there's no, there's no. When I say this, I don't want there to be any questions of how much I rock with his pizza after having it. For the first time this past weekend, he's making like, how can I say this the correct way? He's making like pizza makers pizza. Mm -hmm. Like, like how Patrice O'Neill was a comics comic. Mm -hmm. He's making pizza makers. Like he's making pizza like chefs. Oh, bro. His pizza is so good. His pizza is so good. The Now he, he was breaking down hydrations to me with his dough. The dough that he's making is crazy like the fact that the fact that he doesn't have a spot right now like when you try his like you better figure out how to get his pizza now (laughs) because when he gets a spot Mm -hmm. it's over like he's like when you look at the prominent names of detroit style pizza he's going to be there 
and it's going to happen quickly. So I'm telling that to people to, to like make sure you get in now before it blows up. Like, like be kind of like the try to be like the hipster where it's like, oh, I was on this before. It, <laughs> yep. Like do it now because he's going to he's he's the one. Yeah, He's the so one man. That's Papa Joe the Buffalo. That's all another long Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we have a, we have a pattern here. But um, yeah, Papa Joe. Listen, Papa Joe Joe Mano. He, yeah. I just I just had his pizza this weekend, like before the Super Bowl, and he does a he does a pizza where it's eight slices, two flavors each. Like mm-hmm. he does like a sampler. Yep. That's next, like that's next level. And then the the type of the flavors of each pizza. He does a buffalo chicken, a chicken bacon ranch, a pepperoni, and then a roasted broccoli with sausage. It's crazy. The flavors that he's able, like the crumb of his dough when he bakes it off is like crunchy and crispy. And then when you reheat it and all the flavors got the Mary, it's like. <laughs> but not only that, the top he's cutting all the toppings by hand. He's making the sauce by hand. He's cutting the cheese himself. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but then all of the toppings, he, he has a great knowledge of toppings that work. He's not just throwing anything on a pizza. Right. He knows what flavors work. He knows what what uh, what flavors to accentuate in in certain combinations. He's killing it, and he's going to be a problem in years to come. Like a great problem. <laughs> In years to come, when it comes to Detroit style pizza in the state of Michigan, and then let's talk about uh, black box dinners for a second too, because I, I haven't had so that's a uh, Siobhan, right? Is, yep, yep, yep okay. Siobhan. Chef I call Siobhan. she, she I call her Chef God. Okay. She she goes by Chef God, <laughs> like her name is Siobhan, but she she calls herself Chef God. So if she, if you call yourself Chef God, I'm going to call you <laughs> Chef God. But that name she. she she has every right that she backs up that name. Yeah, and so she she has another Instagram account, sixty thousand, seventy thousand plus followers, and all the black box dinners because it comes in a black it comes in a black uh, box. box. Yeah, it comes in a black um, box in a so, black bag. Some of the stuff. I mean, she'll post something on Monday at six. It'll be sold out by Monday at seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah. She did a. Uh, she did even if and even if you know, of course, with the timing. Uh, Matter of fact, I don't want to. I want to. I want to keep it evergreen. She she would do something like uh, like her uh, Fridays when she does the seafood, mm-hmm. and she'll do like a crab boil, or she'll do like a lobster and shrimp po' boy with a with the ALD that she's making in house. Or when she does her uh, when she does her nachos. <sighs> Let me talk about these for a second. It's a chicken, shrimp, and steak nacho. That she makes the pico, she makes the pico de gallo herself, the guacamole herself. She does the cheese sauce herself. She makes the chips too. So she's making everything. She's she's has everything marinating. The not like she sells all these things that and they're great. The nachos are the one though. Those nachos are crazy, and everything that she's doing is at such an affordable price. So it's like no matter who you are, like you're never priced out of anything. And Even the she's cooking like lobster for twenty bucks a, a plate. Like it's 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 incredible. So, yeah, and because of because of the quantity, like she's giving people an opportunity to taste something that you know if you went to another place or if you were apprehensive about going to another place because of the environment, um, she's she's taking that wall down. It's like yo, you could pull up, pull up curbside and have the money ready. Pull up curbside and I'll give it to you. 
and it's so good. Jason and I are looking at photos on her, her yeah. page, and yeah, it's, man. it's insane. But no, going. Go, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you you're, good, you're good. You're good. Good. I was. I was just saying. Going back to what you were saying, Joe. She'll post some. I'll never forget when that's when she started selling out. Like part of me was disappointed because I would I would hit her up and I'd be like, Chef God, what's good? <laughs> I was like, What's good with the lobster and shrimp po' boy? And she's like. Cliff, I just sold out. <laughs> and like I had to pause and like not get emotional. And I just said, you know what, Chef? Congratulations. <laughs> I am so happy for you. And then now if you go on her Instagram page, you'll see something for sale. And then you'll see an hour later she'll post sold out. Yep. Or like she'll have something that's like, yo, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even do that for it. Or she'll have the like the pre-order sold out and then she'll have a few stashed away for like the day of. Like she'll have maybe four or five kind of placements where like you can pull up and get it. But she's booming, man. She's booming, man. And her food, she backs it up with the food. See, that's the thing. You can have all these followers. You can do this and that and that's fine. But when it, when you break down the food, as long as the food is fire. Like, that's the selling point. That's what gets you in the game. That's what gets you to win. Like, the food has to be fire. And she does not disappoint at all. Neither does Papa Joe. So, Cliff, where can people find you on Instagram? Let's go over it again. Yeah, so you can find me at uh, Skywalker, S-K-I-G-H-W-A-L-K-E-R. And then you can go to my pizza account, which is Cliff's Pizza, uh, C-L-I-F-F-S-P-I-Z-Z-A. And then from that account, from the Cliff's Pizza account is where I do the the business side of my pizza. So you can basically DM me if you're interested in ordering. And then um, me or someone else will contact you and we'll take the conversation from there and make sure to get you a hot and fresh Cliff's Pizza. And what about InstaChef? Where can people find InstaChef? You can find InstaChef on Thrillist uh, on all of their social platforms. I like to direct people mostly to the YouTube. So youtube.com slash thrillist. That's T-H-R-I-L-L-I-S-T. They have a bunch of great content, uh, but personally, and I'm biased, I love InstaChef. So I'm going <laughs> to pub InstaChef. Uh, InstaChef, it's six episodes. We went all over the United States. Uh, I'm hoping that there would be another one soon just because... The story isn't finished. There's a lot more chefs that I'd like to cover. There are a lot. There's a lot more food I want to eat from these chefs, <laughs> and there are a lot more people. Like I'm at the end of the day, I'm I'm just a, a vessel to the chefs and to the food, and I just want to be able to continue to be that vessel in the near future. It's so. awesome. Well, Cliff, best of luck. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, that went by so fast. <laughs> that went by so fast. I want to talk to you guys some more. I hope we can do this again, man. Can we? Please? Yeah, we please. can do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah of right. course. Recap of season two. Ooh. Fingers crossed. Fingers Ooh. crossed. Until next time, dine well, friends.